You are listening to the Drew and Dan Podcast Network. The following is brought to you by the Expatriate Breakfast Burrito. Welcome to the Drew and Dan Podcast Experience. Hey, everybody out there in podcast land. Hello, hello, hello. We are back. It's the Drew and Dan podcast. And has it been a year since we potted Dan? Like last playoffs? I don't know if it's been a whole year. I can say we did not pod for the last season of The Bachelor just because there was nothing to talk about. It was bad. Because it was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. I guess those are our thoughts. We are back because the NBA season uh, is over and the playoffs are in full swing and um i don't know about you dan but it's been kind of a crazy season and a crazy postseason already even though we just, we're still in round one yeah yeah i feel like my emotions especially as a lakers fan are just roller coastering up and down all the time it's a weird <laughs> like just the whole landscape of the nba is so it was different heading into the postseason and then i feel like literally game one it was like oh this guy broke his hand. This guy broke his back. Like, a ton of dudes got injured, like, game one. So I feel like the playoffs look even different now. It's just, I can't really remember a postseason like this where I truly have no idea who is going to end up on top at the end, you know? Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, that, that's just that's just the bottom line there's no favorite right and even during the season looking at it felt like the NBA was wide open all season long and um guys are kind of you know taking days off and coasting and teams are just kind of trying to get into the playoffs and Lakers were like I felt like Lakers were injured all year long like LeBron had like serious injuries and AD was hurt it was like Lakers had massive personnel turnover and it was like, are the Lakers even going to make the playoffs? And then yeah. they did. And now, like, maybe they're the favorite. I don't know. I mean, they lost their last game, so I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I, um, as for the Lakers, I guess we could talk about really quick. Game one was awesome, and it made me feel really good about our chances, especially because we got a lot of production from guys who are not LeBron or AD. But then game two, I can't, you know. This, I know you watch a lot of basketball, Drew. This Grizzlies team is, they're historically very good when Jaw is not playing for some reason. It, yeah. It's not that they're like a better team, but they just are very comfortable playing without their superstar. So when I saw that he was going to be out, I saw a lot of people being like, oh, the Lakers are going to sweep now. I'm like, I, I still think they'll maybe win the series, but I'm not like relieved that he's out because they're, they're just a scrappy team and guys like Dylan Brooks, who are, is now my least favorite player in the whole league, by the way. Um, they, they just have dudes that could step up and play big minutes. So I, my concern for the Lakers grow, the longer a series goes just cause they're so old, but I don't know when they're healthy. The other thing with the game for them last night was they just shot so, so bad. Everyone, yeah. everyone shot so bad. So part of me is like, I have to believe next game, like, they're not going to have another game where they shoot that bad. But um, but it wasn't a great look, I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, uh, game one, we had uh, we had Reeves. Uh, that's his name, right? Reeves? Yeah, Austin Reeves. 
Austin Reeves, uh, I'm going to call him Brian Reeves, which just be a major throwback to NCAA, but uh, Austin Reeves was screaming, I'm I'm him, I'm him, <laughs> and game two, it's like, I'm not quite him, maybe, I don't know. I'm uh, him, who can score 12 Lakers, points. <laughs> my Lakers thoughts, yeah, game one, I was like, okay, if these guys are doing this kind of production, the Lakers might be actually the favorite, I'm barely squeaking into the playoffs by the skin of their teeth. Um, and then, yeah, Ja got hurt, and I, I it's time for a hot take, Dan. You yeah. weren't willing to go there, but what's a podcast on a hot take? The Grizzlies are better without Jaw. They just are. Maybe it's a postseason thing. Maybe they're a better postseason team without Jaw. Um, because when he got injured in the Warriors season, uh, in the Warriors series last year, um, they're in like the Jordan Poole lightly touched my knee, you know, knee gate scandal. Yeah. Uh, like at, when he was out. The Grizzlies played the Warriors way tighter and way better. And um, you never want to put a team like Sacramento um, that is just, you know, they have a chip on their shoulder and they're young and they're fast and they're strong and they can shoot and they're well coached. And you don't want to give a team like that any ammo. It's like, like hilariously, the Kings were an underdog in their series against the Warriors, and they're super good. And, yeah. and you know, the Grizzlies are that without Jaws, like, oh, the Lakers go to sleep. The Grizzlies are like, all right, you know, here we go. What do we got to lose? We're going to put it up from everywhere. And the player on the Grizzlies that scares me the most is Jaron Jackson Jr. He's so good. Dude, I mean, game one, he really was. Good. He yeah, was they're good. an incredible game one. Good game two as well, but he's he's a freak. He's so good. Yeah, and then you guys, you have guys like Dylan Brooks, whose job is to spill blood and get under your skin and just be the dirtiest player in the world. But um, you know, he, you, you, the thing is, to be a successful team, you need guys like that. You know, yeah, um, you need guys to play like that. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I the, the Lakers Grizzlies series is interesting. I still think the, the Lakers are going to win pretty easily, but it's not. I mean, I shouldn't say easily because the Grizzlies are going to play them tough, right? But I think the Lakers will win that series. It's funny how now that it's the postseason, people, you know, when Westbrook left the Lakers, it was like, okay, he'll just disappear, or whatever. But it's like he's kind of found a home on the Clippers and yeah. he's like, it's like mutually beneficial for both for the Lakers to get rid of him. Cause he was killing the Lakers, but like he's kind of found a role that he could play on the Clippers. He's such a strange and, player because I mean, for a lot of, he's just weird and whatever. So he had a stint on OKC where he was forever and he was fine. And then he, he had that weird stint on the Wizards where he actually had a low-key, like, pretty good season statistically and just the way he fit in. But then Lakers, it was just a disaster. But then now Clippers, he's kind of – it's not that he's a great player, but he has, like, a home and a place to fit. And what the, his style of play isn't detrimental to the team. So I'm not sure if the Lakers thing was just, like, all the – I don't know the Lakersness of it and him, the expectations that he would be Russ from 2017 or whatever. But, right. um, but I think with the we uh, last Lakers thought, and then we can move on to Golden State. Like, I think Palinka made actually great trades in the midseason because he got these guys that were kind of he probably got them at a discount, you know. Um, but guys who can actually like shoot the ball when they need to, and guys who 
can actually play smart defensive basketball. One of the best parts about game one was um, Jared Vanderbilt and hit the defense he played on jaw. He, I think Vanderbilt ended with like four points that game. So like no, not an offensive threat at all, but the way he was playing up on jaw, he was, he was on him full court. Um, it really, I know jaw left early, but it rattled jaw and it affected his play. So I'm, the Lakers supporting cast, I'm super, super down with. It's just a question of can we make shots? One, two, is LeBron just going to like die in the middle of one of these games? We'll see. But anyways, Drew, Golden State, there's, there's a lot of discourse on the internet right now about Golden State, including um, thoughts of is this, is this it for Golden State? Are they blowing it up? Are they doing this? Are they doing that? I'm going to let you ISO out and just give us your thoughts as a Golden State Warriors fan who is also a great basketball mind. Man, well, I don't want to ISO out. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. It's um, They're clearly over their head, Dan. Um, like every, like It's funny. Like I think it's ridiculous that Draymond Green is suspended for game three. Um, I think that's insane. Uh, there's a lot of people, like, I saw, like, actual basketball, like, ESPN-level analysts saying that, uh, him getting ejected in game two cost the Warriors the game, like, the Lake, the Warriors are going to win that game if he wasn't ejected, and it's like, okay, no, they weren't, <laughs> like, who watched game one or game two, even though game one came down to the last possession, uh, you know, and thought that the Warriors are going to win, I mean, the Kings... I mean, they are they are that good, right? Um, they they have their their speed alone, and the fact that they're just hitting you know they're shooting really well from the outside. They're defending the perimeter like crazy. They're just um, I mean, defensively they're super good. Offensively, um, Clay Thompson isn't the same. He's no longer two way Clay. He's a, it's really sad to see him kind of. Half a step behind on defense now. Um, Jordan Poole is probably the worst defender in the entire NBA. Steph's just okay at defense. Um, I mean, Draymond Green is really their only defensive play- presence on the floor, really. And Dante DiVincenzo, who had a great season, had all Warriors Nation, all Warriors Nation singing his praises, is just having a horrible postseason. And it's really bad. Wiggins is um, Wiggins is just being a Wiggins. He's consistent. He's steady there, but he missed so many big shots in Game One. And if just one of them goes down, then maybe they win Game One. I don't know, uh, especially the last one. But um, yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, Steph is kind of trying to drag this team along, but um, they're just missing some really key veteran guys who played good defensive minutes and rebounded the ball. Um, that they had last year, guys who you wouldn't really think about, but man, they're they're really missing them. And uh, the Kings are killing them, especially on the offensive glass. So it's like the Kings are either hitting their shots on the first try, or they're getting the offensive rebound and getting second and third opportunities, which is so backbreaking. If you're the Warriors, if you finally like play good enough defense when you're a bad defensive team, when you play good enough defense to get like one stop and you get the miss. And then the Kings get the rebound and then score. That's like so deflating. And it feels like the Warriors are working so hard for every basket they actually make. Because, again, they're a long jump shooting team. And they get in these holes and they have to shoot their way out of it. And 
Uh, don't get me started on Steve Kerr trying to just <laughs> run the lineups and rotations that he ran during the season. It was horrible, but it was like, okay, maybe he's just trying to rest guys and give them, you know, get them to the playoffs. But then he's just using, using the same patterns and subs mm-hmm. and everything that he did. They're getting outworked. They're getting outplayed. They're getting outrebounded. Um, they're getting outcoached. Uh, they're just not fast enough to keep up with the Kings. Um, so, I mean, that, that's what it comes down to. They, it, it's a personal issue. They just don't have the horses anymore. And, um, I, you know, I, I love Stephen Clay. I want him to stay on the Warriors. I love Draymond, even though he brings all this baggage. I love Wiggins. Um, they're, but the bottom line is Jordan Poole is unplayably bad. Um, Kaminga is unplayable on defense. And, um, yeah, they they need to probably do some serious roster shakeups because they can't compete with the roster they have. And um, if you think, like, oh, well, Poole's side, people keep saying, oh, Poole's going to be their trade ship. Poole looks horrible. Who wants Jordan Poole? Who's going to give a serious player up for Jordan Poole? I, I, believe, I believe that in one of our group chats I described Jordan Poole as a poor man's Jordan Clarkson. And <laughs> I feel like that still holds up. Who's going to trade seriously good players for Jordan Poole after watching how bad he is on defense? Drew, He's so can bad. You, He's, can you imagine if the Warriors had not used that top three pick on Wiseman? <laughs> no, I can't imagine that. <laughs> Just having either, if whoever it was, I can't really remember who's from that draft, but if they drafted someone who's a better fit, that's a fix. But then also, if they had a, like a really good trade piece, they'd be able to... I don't know, at least write the ship a little bit. But I thought you said something really interesting a couple minutes ago, which is like, just in a very basic sense, the Warriors, their offense in this iteration of the team is certainly not as potent as it has been in years past. But as long as you have Steph and Clay on the on the court together, there's always threats from like either side of the key, right? And And I think those offensive rebounds that the Kings keep getting, they're just doubling their time the Warriors time on defense which is always their weak their weak point so it I I think the more time they spend on defense the less time they spend on offense it's just just not good yeah anyway um it's interested to see game three tonight because they're at home and you gotta think Kerr and the brain trust have to make some uh, decisions without Draymond and they have to really shake things up they're going to have to get really creative and actually change patterns and lineups and I'm interested to see what happens uh, in game three at home uh, but gosh credit to the Kings even except for Sabonis who sucks and pisses me off because <laughs> um, he's just you know what a he was been playing dirty this whole series, and then we um, yeah, was just fine when he after he got lightly stepped on, and then faked that like he was injured, and then he talked about oh he got X-rays for his like his sternum he might not play game three ah oh, just kidding he'll play game three he's like yeah no crap he's gonna play game three because he wasn't hurt at all this is all an act so anyway they were trying to get Draymond suspended mission accomplished um, yeah I don't know but. Uh, 
outside of Sabonis, credit to the Kings because, man, they are <laughs> they are playing good basketball. Uh, the Clippers are kind of surprising, Dan, because you forget about the Clippers because Kawhi takes so many games off, right? So it's like um, you never see him. I believe also, you like, asked our group chat. You you had you were asking about bets for the Western Conference, and I believe I mentioned the Clippers before the series even started. So yeah, I just want to. Yeah, they're they look really good. I don't, I don't I don't know what to say, but yeah, uh, I'd I'd be surprised if anyone from the East could be <laughs> L A L A or Sacramento. I mean, right? And, and Phoenix, if they can start playing good basketball. I mean, there's four teams in the West that should be anyone in the East. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, I I haven't really watched any of the Eastern Conference games because usually I, I watch after I put my son down, and all the East games are done by then, but. I mean, Boston is good, but they're they're not they're worse than last year's Boston team. Yes, um, the Bucks without Giannis, you you just I don't know. And then Philly, I would say that maybe Philly is the scariest team in the East, but even so, they're kind of top heavy. I don't know. Yeah, I think Sacramento, Phoenix, L.A., and L.A. have no problem uh, with the West. Right? You know, I. Yeah, I don't think Memphis isn't going anywhere. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll we'll see. Denver, don't give me Denver. Come on, there's you know, Golden State win. and the Lakers. However, are going somewhere, and yeah. <laughs> this might be their last time in the playoffs for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I'm on record. There's no winners in Denver. Not not happening. No, I'm with you. They're just not a fun team to watch. No, they're not. So, Drew, anyway, that's that's happening tonight's the night we got Warriors game three. Um, yeah, be curious to see how it goes. Um, yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix and Clips are are all tied up one one. So that's kind of I don't know. That's a great. Everyone, I feel like all eyes are on like the Warriors, Kings, and then the Lakers because of LeBron. But um, I mean, KD Kawhi. I mean, KD, there's some serious star power in this Phoenix Clippers series. Yeah, and people are. Just, it's kind of like playing third fiddle. I think at least maybe it's just in my mind, in my world. I don't know the algorithms. I I gotta remember I'm at the mercy of the algorithms, right? So if I'm only looking at Warriors Lakers stuff, I'm only gonna get Warriors Lakers stuff. So. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's an algorithm world we live in, Dan. What do we do? I don't know. <laughs> to Twitter. <laughs> All right. Yeah, if you guys are wondering why I lost my blue check, it's because everybody did. <laughs> Drew, thanks for hopping on the call. We'll do some more pods as the playoffs go on. Enjoy sunny weather. It's raining and 45 degrees here. And, uh, yeah. All right, we'll come on down. The pool's ready. We will. We're we're keeping the pool at 90 for April. 90? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on down. Well, everyone listening, I know you've been anticipating this for a long time, so thanks for tuning in, and we'll get something up again soon. She said she in love, what's that? Trust, what's that? Us, what's that? Yeah, I'm married to the gang, don't be playing games. Only bringing flowers to the homies' grave. She said she in love, what's that? Trust, what's that? Us, what's that? Yeah, I'm married to the money, don't be playing games.
Only bringing flowers to the homies' grave. Red Ferrari seats, all my homies bled out on these streets. Makeup on my sheets, makeup, sex, stress. Hope she leave, reaching for my keys. She like, where you going? Stay with me. Hate to see a bed. She don't want me dead. Posted on the block, when it's war, ain't no warning shots. But